Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you believe in this podcast and like to help keep it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash marriage steps. Depending on your level of support, you'll receive a public thank you, a free marriage training module of your choice, or two free tickets to my next total marriage refresh seminar. The next one is coming up February 22nd in Denver, Colorado. If you're interested in attending, I go through the six steps to marriage satisfaction in detail. So it's a power-packed day. Uh, And that is coming up again February 22nd in Denver, Colorado. The tickets are starting to go pretty quickly. If you're interested, go to my website and click on Marriage Retreats. Today I'm going to focus on eight items to consider with porn. So porn is a loaded topic. And we've gone from this culture where you had to go across town into the seedy part of town and put on your sunglasses and your collar up and sneak into the the adult store to get some adult illicit content. That's how things used to be. And because of that hassle and the potential embarrassment, most people didn't bother with it. But fast forward to today and we have porn on our phones 24-7 if we want it in our pocket. And porn provides the three A's of addiction, which is accessibility, anonymity, no one knows I'm using it, and affordability. It's free. So it provides the three A's of addiction. And there's a lot of reasons people turn to porn. One can be stress. They're stressed in life. Life is hard. Life is difficult. And so they look for escape. And so they turn to porn. Because for those moments they're looking at porn, the outside world disappears. The stress of the outside world dissipates. Other people turn to porn because they're lonely. And when they're looking at porn and and seeing these people have sex, it makes them feel somehow not alone. It makes them feel connected, even through the screen. It makes them feel like they're apart and they're close to somebody. Another reason people turn to porn is to feel loved. And so maybe they're not receiving much love in their life or much love in their relationships. But when they look at porn, it can make them have a sensation of love, that they're loved or that they're experiencing love on some level. Another reason people turn to porn is because they can be bored. Maybe they're just bored of life or bored of this or bored of that or bored of their marriage. So they turn to porn for novelty and excitement. Other people turn to porn because they're discontent. So perhaps they don't feel sexually attracted to their spouse anymore, or perhaps their spouse isn't interested in sex very often, and so they turn to porn to fill the void. So there's a lot of reasons people turn to porn, and because of all those reasons combined with the access to porn, it is an epidemic where people look at pornography. It's very, very common. So I'm going to go through today eight items to consider with pornography. The first item is research has shown that porn is as addictive as crack cocaine because it lights up the same reward center in the brain. 
And a lot of people don't realize that, but porn should be viewed as a drug, as any other kind of drug, whether it's alcohol or marijuana or cocaine, you name it. Pornography provides the same power in your brain as any other drug. So you're dealing with a powerful drug. It lights up the exact same reward center. It also has the same type of learning pattern as gambling because with gambling, you never know when you're going to hit the jackpot. So you keep trying, you keep trying, and then you hit it. And that's random reinforcement, which is the most powerful learning method there is. And pornography provides the same stimulation because you never know where you're going to hit the ideal image or the ideal video clip. And you keep searching, you keep searching, you keep searching, and boom, you hit it, the ideal one. So it's this random reinforcement that also can make it very addictive. The second thing to consider is chronic porn use can create unrealistic expectations. So if you're looking at porn, for example, most women in porn are highly responsive and they're portrayed as being sexual aggressors. They want sex. They demand sex. They're highly responsive during sex. And this conditions the viewer. It conditions the viewer to think that that's how a woman is supposed to behave. So therefore, when you are married and say, for example, your wife has a lower libido than you and she's not as interested in sex and she definitely doesn't initiate sex, it can create a lot of frustration because you're used to seeing what porn portrays. Porn is the most common sex educator. And so we get conditioned with what we see on porn and we start thinking that's what's normal, but it's not normal. Porn distorts reality. Because the majority of porn is paid people putting on an act, putting on a show. And so what they portray is not realistic. So it creates unrealistic expectations. The other way it's unrealistic expectations is porn primarily is penetration focused. And so that conditions you as you're watching that to think that's what sex should be about. It's penetration, penetration, penetration. But in reality, as I mentioned in my other episodes, sex should become much more clitoral focused rather than penetration focused because once penetration begins, for most women, pleasure goes down because there's not enough clitoral stimulation. And I challenge my listeners to not move into penetration until after the female has orgasmed because that requires prioritizing clitoral stimulation first. So it creates unrealistic expectations. The third thing porn can do for chronic porn users is it can create erectile dysfunction. So erectile dysfunction occurs when you're not stimulated enough. You're not aroused enough, so you cannot get an erection. And when you're used to looking at a screen with thousands of images of bodies and sex scenes and all these things flashing before your eyes for sometimes hours on end, That floods your brain. That floods your brain with such a high level of stimulation that once you turn from that screen and you are trying to focus on a real person, the level of stimulation pales in comparison. The real person cannot compete with the screen. Therefore, they don't provide enough arousal for you to get an erection. And that's why chronic porn users are reporting more and more erectile dysfunction. A fourth thing to consider is... Chronic porn use increases your susceptibility to infidelity. 
for a few reasons. One is it breeds discontent. The more you're looking at porn and and these people are highly responsive and love sex, it creates this desire to to act out, to act out what you're watching, and it breeds even more discontent with what you're experiencing in your marriage because it probably pales in comparison to what you see on the screen. So it increases your desire to act out and to satisfy this building desire that porn is creating in you. The other reason it increases your susceptibility to infidelity is because it compounds your libido. So if you already have a high libido, and you're looking at porn, it's going to escalate your libido even higher. And the higher libido goes, the more likely your risk is for acting out, which is infidelity. A fifth thing to consider is chronic porn users are reporting more and more a feeling of detachment or with emotional withdrawal from their spouse and their kids. And that could be for a variety of reasons. Perhaps they feel guilt or perhaps they feel discontent or perhaps they feel preoccupied with all the porn images in their mind. But most chronic porn users report this feeling of feeling detached and pulling back emotionally from their partner and their kids. The sixth thing to consider is chronic porn users get lost in a fantasy world and they get fixated on this continual need for novelty. I need to see new bodies and new people and new sex scenes. And pretty soon that novelty wears off and now they're looking for something even more extreme with pornography. And if you're not careful, that can lead even into something illegal like child pornography. And so it it creates this sensation of I'm lost in this fantasy world and I need higher and higher levels of novelty to experience the same high, just like any drug. If you start out with one drink of alcohol, you may feel a little tingly in your mind and your brain, but pretty soon you need several sips. Pretty soon you need several beers before you have the same impact. And porn is the same way. The more you view porn, the more porn you need to get the same high. So you get lost in this fantasy world of novelty, novelty, thrill, thrill. And again, a real life person can't compete with that. Number seven is every couple is different. So some couples don't care if their partner looks at porn. And I see this in my practice when I work with couples. Some couples, when when the topic of porn gets brought up, some couples don't care if their partner looks at it. Sometimes they want to know if their partner is looking at it. Other times they say, if you look at it, just don't tell me. So some couples are in that camp where they really don't care, doesn't really bother them. Say la vie. So if you look at it, you look at it, no big deal. Other couples in a different camp view porn like infidelity. And they feel every time you look at porn, it feels like you're cheating on me. And I see a lot of couples where that's the case. And so that creates massive trust breaches and massive problems in the marriage because it can feel like you're cheating on me when you're over there looking at that. And so that's one thing to consider is what couple are you? You know, where do you land on this pornography topic and how much have you talked this through with your spouse to get on the same page because every couple is different with where they land on this topic. And the eighth thing to consider is you want to reach enthusiastic agreement on this topic just like any other topic because this topic impacts your marriage. Based on all the things I just went through today, you can see how it will greatly impact one's marriage depending on how often you're looking at pornography. Therefore, 
it requires enthusiastic agreement on how your marriage is going to navigate the line, the the field of pornography. What is your approach going to be to pornography? Are you going to agree zero pornography, some pornography, or lots of pornography? That's going to be up to you and your spouse. But you need to talk about it to reach enthusiastic agreement. And I would encourage you to view it as any other drug. So how do you land on the topic of getting drunk? How do you land in your marriage on the topic of smoking marijuana? How do you land on these other drug-related topics? Because those topics also impact your marriage. Because it impacts how you can function and relate to one another. So view pornography is the same way. If you're viewing pornography, that's going to influence how you're able or unable to interact with your partner. And you both want to have a voice so that you can reach this enthusiastic agreement on how you're going to land and approach pornography. So those are eight items to consider with porn. Number one, it's as addictive as crack cocaine. Number two, it's it creates unrealistic expectations. Number three, it creates erectile dysfunction. Number four, it makes you susceptible to infidelity. Number five is it can create a sense of detachment from your partner and kids. Number six is you can get lost in a fantasy world. Number seven, every couple is different on where they land on this topic. Number eight, you need to reach enthusiastic agreement with your partner on how your marriage is going to approach pornography. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, leave a review, and tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And follow me at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher or on Instagram at drwyattfisher. Also, if this podcast has made a positive impact on your relationship, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. Also, please email me your marriage questions because I would like to start integrating your questions into the podcast. So if you're struggling with a topic in your marriage, you're not quite sure how to handle something in your marriage, please email me and then I'll address it anonymously during my podcast. Remember, your marriage is alive and if you care for it, it will thrive. But if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.